This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with people that you love and hold dearly in your hearts and people that you've not yet heard from that you don't even know you love and hold dearly in your hearts. And today, this is one such episode because this fellow, this fellow, let me tell you about this fellow. He has been around for years now, many years, maybe not many years, several years. And he's been such a vital part of this community in the time that he's been with us. He's joined our leadership team. He's helped out with our retreats. He plays a mean evangelical acoustic guitar, and he's just a great human. Um, And the fact that he lives in the best state in the country with me, North Carolina, is just icing on the cake. It's a bonus, just the fact that he's so close to me here in the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. It's my other brother, Matt. What's up, Matt? What's up, Tom? I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you are here. We've got a we've got stories to share. We've got to learn the winding road that brought you here to this podcast recording here today. <laughs> I should note, I should note that this is your first podcast on your other brothers, but you do have a guest blog floating out there, and I had to pull it up because it's a it's a spicy title. It's a great blog too. Um, it was called My Gay Secret led me to becoming an other brother. And so that went on our site a little while ago. You actually have a couple more blogs sitting in the pipeline if if some editor out there would get to work editing those and putting those out there. Actually, um, one of those, one of those blogs that you've written should be coming out around the same time that this podcast comes out, either the week before or the week after. So our listeners slash readers can look for your second blog. But yeah, you're you're stepping out, Matt, in our into our community's story foundations, the blog and the podcast, and that makes me very happy. I am so honored to to be able to contribute and to do this. Like you said, it was four years ago now that I joined, and I started by I remember my first Zoom call. I joined the call with my screen uh, black Whoa. because I was scared that I was just so frightened that I would know somebody or somebody would know somebody who knew somebody who knew me. That's how, that's the secret, right? I was just frightened. And so I could never um, imagine a few years later, you know, trying to write and participate and contribute. And I'm honored for the opportunity and just so grateful for what God's done in, in my life and so much of that through this community. Yeah. You know, I've thought about this often because you're such a fixture now. So like when you just described that, that you were like scared for the first Zoom call, that's so bizarre to me because you're like, you show up pretty consistently to our Zoom calls. You're very consistent. I appreciate that about you. Um, It's always awesome when we have these five or six guys that show up pretty consistently on these calls with with our community. Um, But I've always I've always like wanted to like because I don't record. I want to put this out there. I don't record any of the Zoom calls. I do not have secret footage that I'm withholding from the community. But I want to like go back like now I want to like go back and watch your first Zoom call with us and and read your body language because I don't even remember that. It's been so long ago. I don't remember how you behaved or or like whatever. So I don't know. That's funny to me, though. (laughs) 
I can't imagine some of the things that I said. I just was, I feel like I've learned, I really feel like these past few years have been a master's course in uh, really masculinity and my sexuality and, and faith. It really has been. The books that we've read and the people that I've met in this community who are just so smart and has done so much processing through the years. And so it's been just me like drinking from a fire hose for these years mm. and the growth. It's so grateful for it. But looking back, I was so clueless and closeted and scared. And uh, so I can, I w- I'm so glad that you didn't record. I would never want to, I would never want to see that. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, everyone, community members. I don't record our Zoom calls. It was just a joke, but I kind of wish I did. Um, also, that was also a joke. So, Matt, let's just uh, quickly summarize. Who are you? Like, what, what's your story? How, what's your life look like? Tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself before we, before we dive into, you know, no big deals, sexual identity, sexuality, orientation, all that, all that stuff. Right. The, just, just a little light conversation. I um, am a middle-aged man now. I, <laughs> my best years are behind me, to be honest. Like, uh, I, I feel like I'm getting smarter and smarter every day is evidenced by my beard getting whiter and whiter. But I, but I do reside here in uh, the beautiful Tar Hill state. And I have a slight Southern accent, as you can hear. And I, I have a, I'm addicted to sweet tea and I work in, uh, I work in education and I, I like long walks on the beach, musicals, working out and gluten-free peanut butter cookies. Whoa. So you just laid it out there. If anyone wants to be friends with Matt, you know exactly the keys to his heart. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, I was reading from my Tinder profile just then. <laughs> right. Also, Matt, I need to affirm, I need to affor- affirm your wardrobe because you rock amazing caps and shoes. Your tops and bottoms are flawless. And your middles too. <laughs> My, I, I feel like I, I feel like I should have known. It took me a long time. We'll get to that in a second. It took me a long time to figure out this whole sexuality thing, but it definitely should have, should not have, Tom, because I have been in a cl- in love with clothes. I've had a clothes issue my whole life, and and so that's you know that doesn't ex- necessarily make me gay, but you know it it should cause you to question a little earlier than it did. Right. It's that it's that old phrase like correlation, not causation. It didn't cause you to be gay, but there's a correlating factor there, I would say for sure. And it connects really well with being an Enneagram three. You left you left that little tidbit out. You're like one of the only two in our community, two or three of them. It's you're a very rare breed in this community. So so it's it's good. It's good to have you on here along with. Adam, who, who's been on the show a few times and talked about his threeness, among other things. We got to get him back on the show at some point. So I love, isn't that yes. so funny though? Isn't that so funny, Matt, that the, you're like the only threes in our community and you've both been on our podcast. Like that says, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Spotlight. Well, what we do is we we absolutely grapple for it. Yeah. We try to act <laughs> like we're not, but really we are desperate for an audience to perform for somebody. You know? So so like our Enneagram threes are 100% represented on this podcast. I don't know that any other Enneagram type in our community could say that Mm -hmm. so there you go you got that going for y'all high five to the two of you guys um all right matt let's get to it what's what's your identity what's your language for sexuality like where are you at today in 2023 the year of our lord 
I uh, was a little insecure jumping in on this podcast series, this combo cast series, because I am, I'm not really that interesting. Like we've had all kinds of un- unique, you've talked to some really un- unique, had some interesting podcasts with these guys, these unique sexualities. And I am just basically just a plain old, plain old gay. Like just, you know, I don't know what, I, what else to call it. Like, Do you want that to be the title of your episode? Matt is just a plain old gay. <laughs> That's just a plain old gay. How about this? I'm not even like, I feel like they're fabulous gays, the kinds who like live on the 24th floor condo and they have immaculate design taste and they drink mimosas every morning from, mm. from crystal goblets, you know. And then there's the firefighter gays and they're these like rugged guys with big, strong hands and dirty fingernails, you know, and just so masculine. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's mind blowing. And then there's just me. I just, I, I'm, I'm just a plain old normal gay. I, I know a few musicals, but I, but not really. I have a few nice shoes, but I'm not really that impressive. I'm just kind of your average mm. run of the mill gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was, I was texting you about this episode and you basically s- s- responded in a very similar way. And I was like, honestly though, Matt, like it's kind of nice. Cause yeah, we've been talking to, and I'm grateful for all the people we've talked to people who identify Um, Well, people who are married or experience bisexuality or some sort of experience of attraction for the opposite sex, even though it might be predominantly or significantly also for the same sex. So to let to kind of get back to our roots a little bit or to the to our, uh, you know, run of the the run of the mill gay, the basic gay, the plain old gay, however you want to identify like that's that's also a very significant part of our community. And so I know there are people right now that resonate with that. Like they feel like they're not necessarily super on one side or the other, you know, just like you laid out on the effeminate masculine spectrum. Like they kind of just feel somewhere in the middle and that's you're, I'm sure you're speaking to for a lot of people right now. So that's, that's cool. Here's to the plain old gays out there to the plain old gays. Represent. So now here's the thing. So I've known you for a few years and you say that and you say you're a plain old gay, but like, I feel like, you know, and you mentioned you mentioned you're in your middle aged years as you got a little gray in your beard. But like, tell I know a little bit of the journey that you've been on, but I certainly don't know the gamut of it. So why don't we why don't we peel back some layers and zoom back a little bit? Like, how how have you gotten to this realization and this point? Like, what what is, what has it looked like? Oh, it took a, it took so long. I, I have I have friends who I have a friend I'm thinking of now who said he had his first crush on a guy when he was in first grade. And or people who have all these realizations around the time of puberty, and I definitely should have, uh, but for two two reasons, I did not admit to myself really out loud, say out loud, holy Moses, I think I'm gay. I did not say that until I was in my late 20s. And I, I think it's two two main reasons. One is I just really thought that people chose to be gay. That's the world I grew up in. And, and I've heard that from a lot of people in our community. Um, I grew up in a very, very con- con- conservative Christian environment. And I just thought that people w- either chose to be gay or they had experienced, they had some negative experiences in their lives that, that kind of led to it. You know, I just did not think people were born that way. Right. So I could, in my mind, I could no more be gay than I could be a wizard. You know, uh, it just, neither thing, neither was, was possible. Um, I could not attend Hogwarts. Yeah. You're just, you're a straight muggle. You just, that's that you just are. 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, so I, and another thing is, I think the Enneagram three, I think that threes with all their strengths, their weaknesses is they are so, gosh, we are so out of touch with our own emotions and we kind of take on an identity that, that uh, we kind of take on an identity that people around us want to see and we don't get in touch with who we really are. You know what I mean? So it's, that's an, I have to show myself some grace. Over the past few years, I've had to give my, at times I've been frustrated. Like, I think the first two years I joined Yab, I was really looking around at all these guys who had done so much processing. And I was frustrated. I was like, I'm not, I'm behind in this race. <laughs> Everybody else here has, has, processed and made peace and they're moving forward and they and, and I am so how am I this far behind but I've had to give myself some grace that it's not a race um we're all on a different path and there are a lot of contributions my my background my personality all kinds of things that delayed and I believe in the providence of God and at the right time God places these um pivotal moments and providential relationships in our lives exactly when he wants to and I and and he I was ready when I was ready. You, you know what I mean? But, mm. but but back to little childhood Matt. Uh, I had all these crushes on girls in elementary school. I remember them vividly. Girls in my Sunday school class. <laughs> I still remember their names and I had legit crushes on them. But then the old puberty happened. And and around the time of puberty, all of a sudden, I was started to like, okay, some of these guys are not some of these guys are starting to be a little bit more interesting, you know? And at the time I thought nothing of it. Right. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, okay. I see these things forming. Uh, I see these things forming. I can look back and identify these times where there were obvious signs along the road that were pointing to um, a difference in my sexuality from um, everybody around me, but I just didn't pick up on them for a really long time. So I, went all the way through college. I think something is different, but it can't be that I'm gay. I'm not a wizard. I'm not gay. But then I got into, uh, out of college and went to work at a, a church because all I ever wanted to do was be in ministry. And so I was working with the youth and music and I met this really great girl and we're still friends. And we quote unquote dated uh, kind of for a few years. And I think she was falling in love with me. And I, honestly, who could blame her? But I could not, I could not reciprocate. I mm. would just couldn't figure out what was going on. And so many guys, I'm sure, listen, I've talked to so many guys in Yob who have the exact same story, you know. Um, so I thought, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, but it was a faith crisis. It was a sexuality crisis. So I had to step away from that position. It was really scary. Um, so I, I stepped away from that position and moved back to my hometown and went back to school to do something totally different. And it was, I don't know, at the time, at the time, like in a true Enneagram three fashion, I was just like, okay, I, I can't sit in this emotion. I can't like, well, it does me no good to sit and just ruminate over this. I've just got to move forward. I got to get another degree. I got to do something different. I got to move forward, move forward. And so I did, but, but it caught up to me. And, and I eventually had, had that moment where I had to admit to myself something, something I am different. 
<laughs> I am different. And you know what's so interesting? I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but as of this recording, we we released a Yaba log, which is shout out to the Yaba log, bonus content for our community members. Um, but Ben Rutkowski, he was on the show and he did these little stats for this research project that he did. And he talked about the average age that kids come out today. Like in, this was recorded in 2022. So the average age that a kid comes out in 2022 and the answer was 12 years old, 12 years old. And Matt, like I, I'm, it's just like so precious to me that that's something that just was not your story. And, and a lot of people listening, that's not their story. I mean, I came out at 19. So I, that feel, I, mean, I felt very old hearing that stat, like, like 12, they're not even a teenager yet. And they're coming out to themselves and coming out to parents. But, um, but everyone has this trajectory and, life and this timeline that we're all on they're all walking and that's something i appreciate about yab is that there's room for everybody people who came out super late in life and people who came out super early in life and then everything in between and um and it's just really cool to 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 see you in this community thriving and and living your best life i believe um and just um just really just i just love seeing all the the strides you've taken in recent times of coming out to people and sharing your story more in yab and it's just been even now i'm just like smiling this listening to this podcast it's been a long time coming i you know that's a a good example of where another way i can show myself grace for waiting so long is uh things were very different years ago in 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 our culture uh, when I was 12 in 1990-something, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. so things, it was a very different America uh, than 12-year-olds live in now. So I work at a high school now, and these kids, uh, and I was like, to be honest, I was a little concerned about, uh, not really, but somewhat concerned about being out uh, as a faculty member. And But I look around, and these kids, they are just... They have all this paraphernalia, if that's a good word to use, like on, on their backpacks and they're in yeah. these clubs and they, they just own it. Yeah. Because it's it's a different, it's a different culture now. It's everywhere. And Gen Z just they don't care. <laughs> they are out and about. So there's another way I can show myself some grace, but I'm grateful that it's different for, for young people now. And and I'm grateful for all those years. You know, this is a little off topic, but I feel like I had some years, sometimes along with the growing up gay can come some insecurity with our masculinity, which is, Mm. this is the world, the water we swim in here in Yab. We talk about this stuff all the time, um, is how the, the, they can affect one another. And I feel like looking back that I had a lot of insecurities because of my sexuality about my masculinity, but because I didn't deal with my sexuality until my late twenties, I was able to take my early twenties, teens and early twenties and kind of God gave me these friendships and these relationships and experiences that I was really able to heal, uh, one, one issue at a time, instead of dealing with it all at once, if that makes sense. Uh, I really, God gave me some some men to love me and some friends I still have uh, to accept me and to make me feel valued as a as a male uh, in my early twenties. So that when I when that kind of healed, when that kind of wound healed to a degree, I was ready in my late twenties to say, okay, now with a new level of confidence, I can face the fact that I may be uh, on the rainbow continuum. 
<laughs> on the rainbow continuum, somewhere in the middle. So somewhere like where the if it's Roy G. Bib, maybe you're the G. You're the you're the green stripe. Yeah, of the like rainbow. You and Keenan were talking about looking at Pirates of the of the Caribbean yeah, and being uh-huh. attracted to both Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. And I am would not call myself bisexual at all, but Kira Knightley uh, is gorgeous, and she was so beautiful back then. And I saw both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And thought to myself, what's going on? Like, she's so beautiful. Why am I noticing? Why am I also looking at this stunning uh, pirate? You know? <laughs> Why can I not avert my eyes from the pirate? <laughs> the pirate, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. You know, we've gotten multiple feedback about the Pirates of the Caribbean reference. I'm, I, oh, really? I've only seen that movie once, like years ago, and I didn't care for that. I only saw the first movie, maybe the second one. Oh, there are five, there are five of them, and I've seen them. There's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll take that trip down early. Um, Matt, let's talk about the struggles of being a plain old gay. What's, what's hard? What's hard about your sexuality these days? What, or, or what has been hard? Right. Yeah, has been was uh, the the shame, right? And, mm. and everybody, this is I'm speaking for so many people. It's just the shame of feeling like feeling other. And I think it's a you know coming from that Enneagram three perspective, I think I felt like a failure. <laughs> like all I ever wanted to do was work in ministry and be like a great husband and father and tell all these, like, and be a teaching pastor and give all these illustrations about my kids and all this kind of stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then I was like, oh man, all this is gone. And so it was this, and it didn't, did it have to be? No, but deep down for me, Tom, it had to, I couldn't do it. Some people can move forward. There are all kinds, everybody has a different path. But for me, I knew that for me, all that was not going to happen. Um, and so it was some lamenting. That's what was hard. Right. We um, we read a book in book club uh, called Holy Longing. I think Holy Longing by Ronald. Ronald Rollheiser, The Holy Longing. Shout out to book club. Yes, we love our book clubbers. It's by far, I'm going to do a quick tangent and call out sure. our our book club in a positive way, a positive call out. Because um, no offense to the other Zoom rooms we do, because I love those too. But there's something, there's like a sizzle, there's a spark to the book club because everyone's just keyed in. They've read the book. Well, sometimes people don't read the book or read the whole book, but we have great discussions. Every There's not been a dud this whole time. We've been doing it for three years now. We've always had great discussions on these books. And so um, if people are out there listening, if you're bookish, if you want to talk about books with us, we would love to have you, but tell us, tell us about the holy longing, Ronald Rollheiser. Uh, you know, and this that book is a great example of why I've loved book club. I would never know about that book. I would never pick. <laughs> me up neither. Book yeah, me cover, neither. Right? It's the most uninteresting book cover I've ever seen, <laughs> and even his name, even the author's name, is uninteresting. But um, all these books have some sort of a juicy component that I take with me. That's something that just sticks. And this one, he told a story about uh, everyone in life um, has this, everyone in life struggles with, with 
uh, failed plans or, you know, has some sort of dream or longing that, that, that they don't achieve. There's some, maybe there's some, there's something physically, you always thought you were going to be healthy, but you end up with an autoimmune disease. There's always some way you thought you were going to have a family, but your, your marriage falls apart. Uh, you thought you were going to have multiple children and you get married and your wife um, and, and you and your wife can't have children. You know, we could go on and on. Yeah. There's some plan, there's some dream that we all have that just doesn't happen. And we get frustrated and we get angry. And, and the Bible tells us, uh, Tim Mackey likes to say that the Psalms are, the Psalms are a lesson to us that God is not, there's no virtue, he says, in suffering and silence. God calls us to call out to him in our struggle, in our pain, in our confusion. And he wants to meet us there. He didn't promise that we wouldn't struggle. He promised that he would be there with us in the struggle. And that's where he does his great work, right? And so at the time for me, I had to let go of everything I ever wanted to be. Uh, I felt like, I felt like if I turned out gay, I would have, I would lose respect. And these are all things that are very important to me as an Enneagram three or as a male. I wanted respect from people. I wanted influence. I wanted credibility, you know, and I felt like all that's gone. Mm. And I had to either get frustrated and angry about that and just stay angry at God. Or I had to do what Ronald Rollhauser said. You got some things you got to just take out to the desert. And it's based on an Old Testament story that we don't have to get into. Some things you got to take out to the desert and just lament and just cry over them. And then let them go and leave them in the desert and come back to the city and trust God with the life that he's given you. And those are some years. There were some years in my life where I, I definitely had to do that. I thought, I don't know what the future holds. It's definitely not going to be what I planned, but I'm going to have to trust that God is writing a better story uh, than I was planning to write. And so th I think those are the difficult, those are the difficult gears for sure. Gosh, that's so good. I, I know there are people listening now that are already planning their trips into the desert to uh -huh. make a sacrifice, lay it all down. No, that's great though. I mean, cause I'm thinking about all the things in my life. Yeah. That I've had to lay down and just give up, give up on in a dramatic sense, but just in a realistic sense too. Like, okay, but that's not, that's not me. And that's not what I have. And that's not the, the life that God has given me apparently. And so what do I do now with this other life and i've felt those seasons again and again and again before yab during yab present day past tense so it's it's an ongoing i think we have to make like repeated trips to the desert sometimes to 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 give up on those things and and then come back and um and then follow whatever path god has for us i mean it's just beautiful i am so eager because we got some time i would love to hear um, how God is blessing you and using your sexuality as ordinary and unremarkable as it is. How is he? <laughs> cause, cause here's the irony, Matt, like you, the things you just talked about, like you had to give up respect or you had to give up credibility or you had to give up influence. Like you have all of those things and yeah, whether you realize it or not, I think you realize that to some degree, I don't want you to get a big head and be prideful, but, um, it's too late. <laughs> you Matt, but you matter. You really do matter in this community. And so that's just a little affirmation there, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was wondering if you could speak to, yeah, just the gifts. Um, it doesn't have to include Yab. I know Yab is part of your story as far as coming, coming to grips with sexuality and finding a, finding a home with it. But, but yeah, I'd love to hear how God's using your sexuality, um, in recent times. 
I love to talk about this. I could go on and on. I'm so grateful. Um, I think uh, I, 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 it's a good timing for me to talk to you now because I, I think I have enough distance, just enough distance now from all of this that I can speak to the, the beauty that God brings from brokenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll continue to grow in that. Right. And there are times, like you said, you have to go back to the desert and come, you know, <laughs> and do it all over again. It's not like you do it one time. But my first physical yacht retreat was two retreats ago in Georgia. 2021. And, and I got the opportunity to be a part of, of the music there. And I was standing on, I had this moment and I was standing up there on the, we're in this big open air gymnasium thing. And I've sent up there helping lead the music. And all these guys were standing out there, you know, hands in the air, eyes closed, and just singing about the goodness and the greatness of God. And I had this like super emotional moment where I thought, this is never, this is not what I planned at all. I did not plan to be in my late 30s. Uh, at a retreat with a bunch of gay dudes. Uh, and here we are. And I thought, this is not the story that I ever planned to write. You know, this is this is not what I asked, but this is this is the most beautiful thing that God has given me the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that these these men and these men are walking the same path that I am. They they understand they've been through everything I have and the struggles, and they're still struggling, maybe they're still lamenting, but they're here, and they're singing to God, choosing to trust God, tears, truth, trust, all those things, and I thought, this is beautiful, and I thank God in that moment for leading me uh, to this group, and for teaching me to trust Him, that, that He knows exactly what He's doing, and and he'll bring something beautiful. And, and, you know, I could go, I could give story after story. When I first found Yab, I sent an email through the contact and Eugene answered. And Eugene told me that you guys lived in North Carolina. And so I reached out to you guys see, like that. And now I have the opportunity when people will send an email through the contact, I have, I'm one of the people who gets to respond. And so when an email comes through, I just think, this was me a few years ago, and I, I had this opportunity again to minister to to try to speak some hope and to, to somebody who who knows where they may be, like me. They may be just desperate and confused and scared and full of shame and homophobes, internalized homophobia. And so there's all these ways that God that God will um, you know uniquely equip you for something uh, just to to serve to love others. He uniquely uniquely equips you to love others, but in the process, for all of us, he is going to um, he's going to allow some struggle because he's got to change us um, before we're ready. And I think that's what I, I have definitely learned. Uh, recently, I was you know I was sitting talking to a guy who an Enneagram three uh, who lives here in my city and who's in his about the same age I was when I was coming to terms with all this. And he's so scared and so closeted. And I just sat there and I thought, I'm so, I don't have all the answers for this guy. I don't have like, I don't have all the answers about anything in life, 
but I'm just far enough down the road ahead of him that I've been able to say things to him like, listen, I've been where you are and I'm not you and you're not me and your story is not my story, but I just want you to know that God knows exactly what he's doing in your life. And you may look ahead and see loneliness and failure and um, just, just broken dreams. But I promise you, if you'll trust God, it's unbelievable. The, the love, the connection, the intimacy, the purposefulness uh, that you will find. And God will uniquely use you to love him and love others. If you'll just trust him, you're going to make it. <laughs> so if there's a few examples of, uh, I, I definitely see that God can, God can make something beautiful. Uh, when, oh, oh, Bill Gaither. Uh, wrote the, this song that I love so much. <laughs> Bill Gaither uh, reference. Here we go. Well, yeah. Has this ever happened on a Yob? Convocast? No, this is the first time Bill Gaither has ever been quoted. So please take it away. <laughs> oh, this the the great uh, gay icon. I'm just joking. But he he said wrote the song. Said something. Says something beautiful. Something good. All my confusion, he understood. And all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. And I've, I love that song. And I've seen him. I see him at current. Uh, Matt, we've run out of sand in the hourglass. And this has been so great. Who knew such such rich bounties could flow from just a plain old gay, you know? Oh, here's to the plain old gays here's out there. Here's to the plain old gays out there. Yeah. And I was, again, I just want to circle back to that because people listening this series, I've got a little feedback from people, people enjoying it, but then people also commenting like on our Discord or messaging me and being like, man, I just feel like just a basic gay, like a basic gay. I got some, some, some phrase similar to that, oh, you know, a BG, yeah, a, BG a, P, a POG, whatever. So, um, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to be quote-unquote special uh, <laughs> unless you're a four out there listening in which case you have to be you there's something in you that oh, needs yeah. to be different every one of you needs to be special yeah. but no flight yeah no but it's just uh that you 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 talked about that 2021 retreat which was your first retreat and it was our first retreat after the covid disaster of 2020 so it had been like two and a half years since that previous retreat so there was like this long span of time where we didn't have a retreat um and like in that span of time, so many people left Yab, but then also so many new people joined Yab, and you you joined in that in the dark years of of uh, no retreats, and and like that, I just remember vividly. I remember all the retreats because we've we've had four of them, and I I love them all like my children. But that retreat was very special, coming out of COVID, um, still being in COVID, but coming out of the worst of it, and just having that first big celebration together, and all the new faces around, including you, and it was just a just a beautiful moment of seeing the story of Yab continuing to turn pages um, and people stepping in to the story that we're writing. And it's just cool to see the collective story being written, but then all the individual stories along the way, including yourself. So um, I'm just so grateful, Matt, that you decided to share a little bit of your story today. And I hope that it's not the last time we hear from you. I hope you come back sometime and talk about whatever you're passionate about, whatever things get you going. <laughs> uh, I'm so honored. Thanks for letting me go ramble on and on. And um, I'm sure my story is a lot like a lot of guys out there. So um, hopefully it'll, it'll encourage some of the BGs. The BGs, the POGs. Yeah, we would love to hear from y'all. If anything you heard in this episode, y'all, 
jumps out at you. Maybe you also came out later in life or you resonate as a basic gay or um, or you love Bill Gaither. Please comment on our podcast episode page. Go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Find our ConvoCast pages and find this episode, this ConvoCast with Matt and tell us, tell us a story, comment, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, or if you feel so led, you know, you can, you can send an email to the contact email, but you can also send an email to Matt directly. Now you have a direct line now, Matt, <laughs> people can get a Matthew. hold of you, Matthew. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear. Matthew at your other You know, I meant to mention this at the top. We we're, we're starting to have a problem in Yab. It's a good problem to have, but we have too many mats. We have too many atoms. Um, I think there's another name out there. You know, thank God for someone like Keegan. Like there's only one Keegan in this community, but like we've got a million mats and atoms and they're, they're coming on the show and it's getting kind of hard to like, you're not the same mat that started off the series. So, so it's just, it's, we got to just like be clear that you're, you're a different mat. Um, and we might, we'll probably have another mat on the show at some point. <laughs> just how it is. It's how it is in this life, in this community. We'll be back. You know, we got a few more episodes in this Spanning the Spectrum series. We're winding it down, but we got a couple more to go. And I'm excited to, to close this out soon. It's been a fun summer of stories. Thank you, Matt. Loved having you with us. Thanks so much, Tom. Anytime. Alrighty. Until we cast our next combo, friends. See you soon. I love it. I've enjoyed these episodes. I especially loved your conversation with uh, Keegan. He's such a sweet guy, isn't he? He is. And, yes, I love Keegan. And thoughtful. It was an interesting per- perspective. I'm always trash talking bisexuals. Uh, like, <laughs> like they're unicorns. Mm-hmm. They're not even real.